filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. All right, ladies and gents, we are back. Filibuster Freestyle. We're not talking hockey. We're not talking best man speeches. We're talking Self the Charm, season six, episodes four through six. So, spoiler alerts for you who are behind, like I was until this weekend. Cindy Harrington in the Boston podcast studio of Financial Officer. Cindy Harrington. Hi. And on the phone, fresh off vacation, I believe, Dara Richie O'Brien. Dara, how you doing? Great. Great. I've got a, a, a nice tan. I'm feeling relaxed and not ready to go back to work tomorrow, but such is life. Sunday scaries feeling, coming through the phone for you right now. <laughs> what, what did you guys do? Where did you guys go real quickly before we get into Southern Charm? We, uh, we we did a road trip, um, and we started in D.C., uh, the nation's capital. We went to <laughs> the zoo, for those of you who don't know. Um, went to the zoo, went to the National Gallery, a little culture, um, and then tried to take in a Phillies knock game that night. Okay. And might, might as well have lit $200 on fire because... We basically sat in the rain for two hours, and then they canceled it. Great. Or postponed it. Yeah, so that was a bummer. But that was really the only bummer of the whole trip. And then we went to the Chesapeake, which, unofficial sponsor of the week, should be the Hyatt Regency on the Chesapeake. It was the most fabulous hotel. Highly recommend for all of the listeners out there. Um, That was my rose of the trip, so to speak. And then... Crown Jewel. Then we... Yes, yes. Then we went to Hershey, and that maybe was probably my farm. It was fine, you know. The kids loved it, but it's it's. I don't think I'm an amusement park person, really. Got just it. In general. Well, that's quite. It was so, kind of, it's kind of like it was a trip for every something for everybody. Educational, historic. Tried to see some baseball. Something for you, and then something for the kids. Solid trip. Totally, totally solid trip. All right. Well, in addition to those places, places listening this week besides the United States, United Kingdom, Norway. Haven't had a Norway listen in a while. Wow. Uh, Could be our friends that Cindy and I met in uh, Denmark one time. Mm. Uh, Australia, Saudi Arabia, they listen a lot more than I'd like. Not because I don't like Saudi Arabia, but I think the government government might be spying on me due to some keywords or some kind of something with the website because I'm not really a serious journalist, but we know that they don't, you know, they don't. Saudi Arabia, we have no beef. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> India, also no beef. Indonesia, no beef. Germany, no beef. And Japan, also no beef. So no beef with any of the countries listening, especially Saudi Arabia. Love you guys. So you can stop <laughs> listening if you're like from the Secret Service in Saudi Arabia. You Unless go. you're just doing it for entertainment purposes because you love Southern Charm. And I totally get it. Because uh, this season, whew, okay, we're going to get into see episode four. But um, here's what I have my first notes of episode four. Craig watches Frozen, the movie, when he's sad. And <laughs> it's also my first note. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so that just had to be said. Um, we also kind of go back. At the end of episode three, we had the Craig and Madison kind of breakup. And Austin. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. And then we're, we've got Chelsea cutting Shep's hair, talking about the Austin-Madison breakup. And... Um, I don't know. I, I, 
what do you guys make of Shep clearly just hates Madison and by the way these three episodes have not been kind to Shep no 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 but in the interest of staying in episode four only for the moment I mean is I just feel like Shep's beef with Madison is completely misplaced not that she's not wrong for DMing Danny's boyfriend but like Craig sorry Shep's not the guy to talk yeah why is he like morality police all of a sudden? Like, get over it. He just doesn't like her. I still insist that she shot him down or something at mm. some point. Yeah, there's something else happening there. I agree. There has to be some other kind of background there that he's just like so furious with her for no so, other reason. Something that they won't talk about on the show, but must be real. That's fair. Um, so I'm going to switch gears really quickly to Cameron because this this episode is a lot of kind of like setting things things up. So Cameron. Literally says this quote, I am really drowning in being home alone with my child. And take out of context, that is a crummy quote. And it goes back to three weeks ago, guys, when we got together. And Dara, you are a mom. And you're like, I don't come and watch Southern Charm to hear other moms complain about how hard it is to be a mom. And we, as much as I love Cam, she's just killing the vibe. Yeah, killing the vibe. It's just not what I'm here for. I mean, I can relate and yeah. all of that, but it's just not like it's not what I want on my my southern drama. <laughs> it's just not not the place for it. And I feel like she has no other storyline because she refuses to like Jason won't film with her. They don't put the daughter on, and so right. I, I feel like we did we talk about this last week. Like I don't think we've seen her face actually like on the show. Not really. So, yeah, not really. So, what am I watching? She and then she just gets together with the guys and just you know quips with them occasionally. It calls them while they're on their road trips. Like that's it. What am I here for? I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like if you just don't give us anything from her, just just give us the narration and give us like when she does intercede with or intersect, excuse me, with the people that actually are maybe trying to do something interesting, which is I emphasis on the trying. To do something interesting. I would like to see more uh, Cameron Whitney antics. I enjoy them Mm. as a pair. Yeah. I think they should segue into that somehow because I agree the whole motherhood storyline is old news and it's just enough. I I can't hear her listen to her whine about her child anymore. Yeah, it's it's a bad look. Because you know what it is? She's been whining. She was whining about not wanting to be a mom. Then she was whining about being pregnant. Now she's whining about having a baby. Like, uh, you know, how many how many stages are in a wine break, man? Like, it's, let's have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Let's have some fun. You're famous. You're wealthy. What the hell? And also, honestly, what she and Whitney could do instead of this is they could just, speaking of a spinoff show, if those two just went around America for like two weeks and just filmed their antics, you could get six episodes out of that every couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, totally. I would watch. Would watch. And the show is definitely desperate to replace Thomas with something, which is, I think, why Whitney has to be on. Whitney's been heavily featured in episodes four, five, and six, relative yeah, to the last couple seasons. Yes, begrudgingly. Like, he does not want to be on more than he was last season, but recognizes that there's a hole Catherine no longer has anybody to really beef with because number a couple of things. One, Thomas is gone from the show. 
Uh, Cindy mentioned off air a couple seconds ago. You know, the, the kids don't seem to be on the show anymore. Maybe because of off camera. Sorry to steal your point, Cindy. But, no, it's fine. But you know, Thomas probably put the kibosh on the kids being on the show. So, and Catherine refuses to engage with kind of newcomers who want to ride her coattails. Like she shot down drama with Eliza by saying, "Like you're not riding my coattails." She basically told off Ashley last year. Same thing. So they can't bring on new people to beef with Catherine. So, and I'm about to get into it. They're setting up this fake drama with her actual friends of Catherine being unreliable and uncontactable, which is like, you all put up with that all the time anyway, because it's Catherine. So we're going to make Catherine's personality be manufactured into a, a quasi beef with her and Danny over episodes four, five, and four and five, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Don't, it, I can't make heads or tails of this like Catherine storyline. Okay, so first of all, what I have come to the conclusion is is that she doesn't live in that house like are we all in, are we all in agreement on that like there's no not one personal effect yeah in that house like not even a utensil <laughs> like 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 a thing with the utensils that stick out like not a picture not a anything not a toaster nothing so like she's not living in that house and i feel like that is completely manufactured storyline that's number one Mm. And then, like, her signing the paperwork for the for the roles, like, while the camera was, like, I was just like, this is not real. I don't think this is real. And then... That's a good point. And I then you're... That. Yeah, and then you're right. Like, you guys are right. Like, this whole drama with the girls is, like, a non-drama. That being said, don't... It is weird that she just, like, dips, dips out and goes, uh, like... Drops off the face of the earth. Yes. For a week on it. Right. It's weird. What is happening there? Like, what is happening there? This is something she's always done, to your point. But, like, do you think that, like, there's something seedier going on there? Or do you think that she just, like, turns her phone off and she's with the new boyfriend and that's it? Like, what is happening? Yeah. It's hard to know, right? It, it is hard to make heads or tails of her storyline. I agree. I mean, I guess a part of me thinks that maybe she just wants to disconnect with all the drama that she has to deal with, with all these legal cases and Thomas, and maybe she just like, once she leaves Charleston to do whatever with whomever, she just needs to kind of shut down and not deal with it. The the other thing, the other thing could be back to Cindy's point, but to piggyback on it, like, when they're in filming, if she's not in Charleston and like Danny's trying to call her and she is doing whatever she's doing with whomever she's doing it with, maybe she doesn't want any of that to be subject to being on the show. The easiest way to do that is to never answer your phone, to not text back because if she knows those guys are filming in Charleston and she's like, hey, I'm in Vegas, like whatever, even if it's completely innocent, yeah. what are the lawyers going to think? What's it going to be? And how's the show going to use that? Because anything Catherine does is interesting will be the lead headline for this show because they continue to struggle to replace her being interesting. And she probably, when she's not in Charleston and not being filmed, is like, I do not want even my voicemails or my texts or my phone appearances to be a part of whatever Danny's doing now, whatever, what's her name, Naomi's doing now. I just don't, like I choose, like Cindy said, to shut down. That's the only really plausible thing that would give her some level of, she's not doing anything wrong. She's just kind of, her job is being Catherine on Southern Charm, but she still has to be Catherine Dennis. Right. Maybe that's just her being yeah. Catherine Dennis. 
That's all we got. Totally but, right. but, yeah. but, but, I, but, you know, bringing that up, and I actually didn't realize I had these notes from week four, but this is why I think that in part of episode four, they're reinforcing Eliza Limehouse on us, or Limebridge, or Lime Ghost, whatever her name is. What is it? Limehouse. Limehouse. Nailed it. Um, but I wrote, before I learned about the plane crash stuff, which I, is definitely a, a weird, compelling, like, karmatic. She it's could, really she, interesting. She yeah. almost, but before I knew that, I wrote, Eliza, filming by herself with her family, why all caps, love that they're trying to force her brand on the viewers. And I'll get into the plane crash in a minute because that actually brought in a modicum of like, okay, sure. But I think what they're trying to do with Eliza is force feed us a character because everything we just said. They've got Danny fighting Catherine over something Danny totally has been cool with Catherine doing for years. And the only reason Danny's probably doing it is to solidify her place on the show for the next couple of seasons. But they are desperate to add a new group of friends and a new central character. And if they tell us the Eliza Limehouse story and her dad cheated on her mom and it's drama, and then the plane crash thing is the most compelling thing yet, which is she didn't get on a plane that flew out you know, over the ocean or whatever and crashed and everybody died, obviously, and she's still here. And so it gives you this very unique – maybe she's very much more prescient than she used to be. But in episode one, she was the most vapid, awful, awful waste of a person. Yes. And again, I didn't know about the plane crash stuff, but – I'm assuming the plane crash was before her being that person in episode one. So maybe they just realized they had nothing and they had to like go serious documentary style on her to get us to give two craps. And, and now I do, but I didn't. And she – in episode four, she's learned her lesson, but she certainly wasn't walking that walk in episode one. Right. Well, it's a good – yeah, it's a good question about the timeline, right? Because – the way it played out, it made it seem like that happened, like, over the course of filming. But, like, if it happened over the course of filming, they probably would have made a bigger thing of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been – I think we would have heard about it in the moment. Yeah. Like, like you know how we yeah. – you two, I never hear about it, but you two hear about, you know, the reaction shows. Like, when Madison goes off on Danny and the boyfriend has to step in and, you know, the stuff that happens now and – We've obviously followed Thomas's legal struggles over the last couple of years off show. So you guys would know if this was a big deal and it happened during filming, I feel like. Well, I mean, maybe yes and no. I don't follow her at all on anything, even now. So I don't know. It could have happened and I maybe wouldn't have known about it, but I feel like they would have made it a bigger deal yeah. Yeah. on the show. Like, you know, no question. calling each other. Did you hear about what happened? To Eliza, you know, something like that. So that's why, yeah, you're right. Like, the timing is questionable now when I think about it. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Um, all right, let's get to the first really juicy thing of the year, which is Whitney kept his glasses on. That's the line I'll comment on. <laughs> and Whitney and Catherine, after probably three or four-plus years of not being together, decided to go down memory lane. What do you – I mean, Cindy, what do you think? What was it? Was it shocking to you? Did you already know this? No, I mean, it was great to bring that, you know, in right off the bat. And uh, I, and it's interesting, you know, from seasons past when Craig kind of got on Whitney. Remember that group trip that they took somewhere? Season two, maybe, to the, yeah. to the mountains or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It was like Tybee or Tibby or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something like that. Yeah, right. and they were, you know, Craig was right. And so... <laughs> Hashtag vindication for Craig. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's great. I I think it's – I love Whitney, and I think he's probably actually a good 
uh, forced in her life, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Dara, additional thoughts, Dara, relative to finding this out? or This was the most yeah, interesting thing of the season. I, totally. I, I like that those two just every now and then find themselves reunited yeah. uh, in the biblical <laughs> sense. But it's, um, it's fun. It's like a fun storyline. I, I find they're, they definitely have a, a vibe together right that they like just like to revisit so i think it's super interesting it is very interesting that like what does that say about whitney and thomas's relationship though like thomas is not on the show anymore right so we forget about him but it's like uh, he's gonna be watching this like oh my god you know i don't know how did that all play out does he not care at all then is that is that a offensive to him? Like, I, I just wonder. Yeah, it would be interesting to know the degree of their friendship at this time point, right? Well, yeah, well said. I, I agree. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be a fun show to watch, but he's not allowed on the show anymore. So. Oh. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's a cliffhanger. Well, maybe we may never know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this place that you seem to like, Dara. You did not go there on your family vacation, but Wadmala. We were hoping you would. Right. Wadmala, Ireland. Island, South Carolina, home of the treehouse mansion things. Not exactly roughing it. Cameron's there to get a little hammer, but all they have is muscadine grapes. Ugh. And the girls don't seem to yeah. enjoy, the ladies do not seem to enjoy the muscadine grapes. Um, Deepwater Vineyard is the name, by the way, if anybody wants to take it. And they grow those grapes there, and uh, they try to get forced down their throats in the show. They don't like it, but... Cool place it looks like, those tree houses. Um, Phil Buffster Freestyle is investigating a field trip there at some point. Yes, was actively looking during the course of the show for how much they go for. They started three seventy five a night, which I don't think is bad, but when you start there, I mean who knows what they actually cost per night. But it was very hard to see like when their future availability was gonna be. They are also opening one near Charleston Obviously. in the next couple of months. So, Good just saying, we should plan something there. That would be so fun. That would be so awesome. fun. We should figure out when they open, and we should be, you know, not first in line, but, like, fifth in line. You know? Yeah, yeah. I like Let that. them work the kinks out. <laughs> so, that's really all I have from that episode, besides the food looks really good at the treehouse. It really looks good. And I'm, I'm interested if we ever get to go there, because it looks really good. Yes. Yeah. couple of call-outs. Just that I thought, and you will appreciate this, the juxtaposition of them picking their tree houses versus mm. what happens on the real housewives when they pick their rooms on a vacation or oh. like a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were like, you want this one? Sure, that sounds good. I'll take this one. Do you want it? Oh, okay, fine. It was just very so easy. Civilized. So civilized. Very funny. Very civilized. Very funny. Um, and then... The other thing is, is like this is where they start the whole feud between like Danny and Catherine. Yep. And I guess I don't know. I changed sides multiple times during this whole uh, argument, but at this point, I was like, you know what? I, I would have very little time as a single mom for someone telling me, you know, how to be accountable. And mm, how to yeah. be on time and how to spend my money. Like, not your business, Danny. It's really none of your business. Right. Yeah, those, so mm-hmm. I would be very, very annoyed by that. I could understand why Catherine was irritated, to say the least. Absolutely. And I think the money thing was like a bridge too far. Mm. I think if they had held back on that, 
uh, it, it maybe would have been a little bit better received, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of like eek. Yeah. And my, and my, whole, my whole point again is I think Catherine is very valuable for companies to be associated with. The show's obviously on its sixth season. She's the unquestioned star of the show that people care about the most in the real world. She's the redemption story that everyone feels good about. Right. And so the house yeah. that the house that the show and the network and the sponsors are clearly letting her pretend to live in, the phantom that she probably didn't have to pay 126 grand for that she gets to ride around in, um, all that. Like I just don't think she's really spending her personal money on either that Rolls Royce or that place in South Abroad. I just don't. Right. And so I think, again, they're harping on something – that is made up, mm-hmm. and it's the only drama they can find because, like we talked about last time, we all potted the women all like each other, mm-hmm. and so now we're calling people out for petty crap that is actually, to Dara's point, out of like out of bounds. But uh-huh. you know, out of bounds. So, totally agree. Um, I don't watch enough Housewives, though. I did catch a little bit this morning of like a '08 episode that Cindy was watching of. When Brooks came out and oh man, it was something. It was really <laughs> time traveling to revisit that when Vicky and Brooks were broken up and they had Brianna come out and confront him. Right, about all these an all star episode. Something. But but anyway, those to, those ladies probably do have trouble picking rooms on trips. I can see that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because their heat and their drama is so much more real than the Southern Charm stuff, um, and that's okay. So the only thing I think was in episode five that I well, – one thing I want to cover um, if we're done with four is Craig's pillow-making party. And he's wearing eyeliner, which is cool, but it's also quite a new look to spring on folks at your, your pillow-making party, which also turned out to be him trying to get free labor out of his friends to help him make pillows, to fill orders. That's the only notes I have in episode five. So I wanted that out there. But Derek, can you lead us through episode five? Yeah, it, it's – there was a whole, I, I had notes about Austin and did he meet up with his father or something like that to play, did he, yes. I'm getting his Instagram life and his life on the show, but he was like, you're mixed up, but he was talking about like, I, you know, I just feel judged by my parents and I wrote, you should, <laughs> you don't have a trust fund, you dumb dumb, like get your act together. This money is going to run out that you're temporarily living off of. Like, I just, I got no time for him. I just really have no time for him. He's so irritating to me. Yeah, he's um, the worst. <laughs> and then, yeah, most of it was just the lead up, I guess, to Craig's pillow making party, of which the biggest highlight was, again, Austin getting his butt handed to him by Chelsea, because he apparently talked crap about Chelsea to Madison, who then texted it to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Aren't Chelsea... That Madison is conniving, I have to she say. She is. She's oh, playing yeah. this incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I have like three thoughts going through my head and none of them are written down, which stinks, so I'll do it the best I can and maybe no one cares. But Madison is playing the game the way Naomi would have played it if she didn't just have Craig to sop off of for four years before making her move. Um, mm-hmm. Madison's like, I have one shot at this because Austin might not even be on season season seven. And now her and Chelsea are, like, going to go into business together, maybe. Right. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that was the funniest scene. I was like, what's happening? Um, 
happening here. Maybe we should do something together. I was like, oh boy, like that is. Um, yeah, we don't need it, but like Madison is playing yeah. some hardball, yeah, no, totally. and good for her for playing the hardball. Right. Um, I actually did not see a lot of the Chelsea Craig stuff. So, sorry, I keep calling him Craig Austin stuff. What What was the like the the highlights of that conversation? Because she did hand no shocker that Chelsea handed Austin his lunch and ate it. Yeah, like whatever euphemism I'm screwing up right now. It's been an interesting weekend. <laughs> or this is just a long, this is a long one, really. But anyway, um, what was the more the highlights of that? Did she have any good one liners? Any good quotes written down? Anything like that? Um, so do you remember what he said about Chelsea to Madison? I don't even remember like what the text exchange. Oh, was. I do. It's yes. just that he was very disparaging. That part I do. I do know. So I guess um, he was saying to uh, Madison, you know, she lives this fake Instagram life. Because um, her Instagram is actually, like, pretty baller. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, she's gotten some endorsements from Pepsi via nice. her Instagram. And um, also making remarks about um, her sex drive mm. uh, in, yeah. in relation to her new boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it was... Oh, and, and he those, called the new boyfriend short or something. Something, or? yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. that was the, pretty much the, the kind of petty sum, summarization of it. But then she went after him pretty hard. Yeah. Any good one-liners that stick out to you guys? I kind of missed this point, so I'm sorry. Um, I think she was mostly just – I think she was really hurt, but then just mostly, like, why are you coming after my boyfriend? What does it even matter to you? You know, it was – I think she was most hurt about that. Like, he's not on the show. And now you're bringing him into the show. That's the vibe I got. Mm. Um, I don't remember exact like conversation, just that she made him look like an idiot. <laughs> she really did. She did a really good yeah. job of it. I think she told him to go stick something somewhere nice. regarding some lie he made up or whatever. So good for you, Chelsea. Chelsea, good Chelsea. for you. Yeah, Chelsea <laughs> continues to just. Here's the thing: you've got a lot of spineless individuals. Who are or at least very substanceless or very substance light individuals, many of whom the, of the males are spineless as well. And Chelsea, obviously, whether she's interesting or not on a consistent basis, she certainly has a good moral compass and she knows who she is and she stands by things. So somebody who just is so weak, like Austin, is going to get yeah. run. And she ran him, which is great. Yeah. I also totally random. I also liked when her and Naomi were sitting on that front porch swing bed. And some neighbor was clearly um, like videoing he- heckling him or- them ah. or something, and she yeah. she went right after him, and I found that incredibly enjoyable. I did not see that. That's amazing. Yes, I was doing one when I was on the commercial <laughs> she break. She said, "Don't yell at him. He'll TP my house. He's done it before. He was like a high schooler." Yeah. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Yeah, it was great. That kid's just trying to get on the show. He's just thirsty. Thirsty B. Yeah. Let's get his parents <laughs> to sign a release for him. Let's get him on the show. You know what I mean? Um, why not? <laughs> Let's just start early with like Southern Charm season seventeen and get this kid going now, you know, so we can like have some characters that we care about in a couple years. Right. Um, is this the episode that that Kath, sorry, Pat goes to the McDonald's drive-through? Is that episode six? That's episode six. All right, we'll save that, but don't let us not talk about that. Yes. What else, Dara? What else happened in episode five? That's it. I, I just honestly thought it was it was funny that well, number one, Craig. With the eyeliner? Uh, 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 with the eyeliner, but just how can you not get up 
before 1230 every day. And then you have people coming over and he's like getting out of the shower while his co-assistant is setting up. Like, what? I am just so over my limit with the man-childness of all of these men on the show. Like, is anyone a real human being? <laughs> a real grown-up man? I mean, I think Whitney's the closest like, we got. Yeah, Whitney's the closest, and he's, you know, a producer of the show, kind of probably hasn't needed to act. I mean, like, he's making a ton of money. He's killing it now, but, you know, he didn't really have a career. He's done a band. and like, But anyway, good for him. Yeah. But anyway, these guys don't. They're not. Yeah, the other ones are a bunch of schlubs. Bunch of schlubs. Yeah. You know what I need? And, and it was only not to move on to episode six, like, very suddenly. But it was only further, you know, emphasized by that stupid road trip they took in their, in their RV or whatever. Like, I, I think, I keep going back to halfway through that episode. Dan and I were watching in a hotel room while our children were sleeping <laughs> in the corner, drinking our cocktails, and Dan's like, Chuck's such an old dork, and I'm like, yeah, he is an old dork, and I texted you guys that, yeah. and I'm like, yes. we, we've got to, it's broken, like, the machine is broken, and I'm sad about it, but, like, we, what, we're now at a place where, like, how do we fix it, so I, I feel like they need some new male energy, yeah. and I know the whole premise of the show is like the good old boy, you know, Southern vibe, but, but they need to pivot from that. Like I need to see someone with like a real job and someone who has their, their, their stuff together. Like I just, I I need something else. They're all to one note. They're all the same right now. I agree. I feel like they tried to bring in Austin to be maybe like someone a little bit different too, but he's completely fallen into the pit hole of, you know, right. Being Austin and, yeah. and that being, and that quote being enough. Yeah. But it wasn't. No. And it isn't. It's like same Z's as Shep and Craig. Well, Craig, I would keep. Yeah. Cause Cindy, so Cindy, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think Craig also a little bit of a redemption story from the early, early seasons. Yep. Um, though he does not have his crap together by the standards that most people are judged for Craig, he has his crap together and he actually, it's probably the most, or sorry, the least tiresome of those three. Yeah. Somehow. Agreed. So, There's something still very likable about Craig. Yes. You know, he's still just like somewhat charming and you're still rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, the other two, I'm not. I'm out. Right. Yeah. Care. Like Shep quoting Mark Twain to Cameron about like the real estate thing. I'm like, ugh, get out of here with that. <laughs> Sick of you. Did you see him on Watch What Happens Live after? Yes. I think we were texting about this. That's actually a bigger story than any of the shows. Yeah. He He was abhorrible. Like, I couldn't, I was like, I cannot believe he, for for the viewers out there who may not have seen Watch What Happens Live after episode six, essentially someone called in and asked, or, or asked about him on the show. They said um, he called Madison a white trash hairdresser who wouldn't be welcome in his mother's home. Something to that effect. Right. Which is honestly the pompous, degrading, just horrible. Like, why? And then he corrected to, she's just white trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'll drop hairdresser. Chance, yeah. 
I'll drop hairdresser. She's just white trash, and she's not going to be eating my mom's meatloaf anytime soon. Double down on it. You're an idiot. Read the room, chef. Read the room. Right. I would also like to say to the listeners, if you want to get more of that, he made a post on Instagram about his appearance on Watch What Happens Live, and if you read the comments... Everyone rips him to shreds. Oh. It's, it's really? great. It's oh. great. Yes. Good hot take from Cindy Harrington. There you go. But but that's it. I mean, two years ago, we're talking about a guy. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely talk about it now. Dara's cousin was almost on that dating show. Yeah. And yes. Shep had his own dating show. Like we were all still falling for this. That he was gross. Like gross. And it, literally, he went from being such a bright star to having his own show to by the end of that run, everybody's like. We can barely put this guy back on Southern Charm. And he's only gotten worse since then. He's gotten – like he no longer has a dad bod. He's just a fat like – like almost fat guy who used to be good looking. He's with so a terrible doughy. personality. He's so doughy. No work ethic. And yeah. doubles down on his worst takes that nobody agrees with in terms of pop culture and like the general American public that gives a crap enough to watch what you know the stuff he's on. So yeah, luckily he doesn't quote need this job, but he definitely is not going to be pitching any Pepsi ads soon, like Chelsea. <laughs> exactly, and I feel like his whole thing is that he's so, um, like he just judges everyone else, right? And he kind of like takes this moral high ground, which he doesn't. And have. meanwhile, like you are the least self-aware person I have ever come across on television. That's saying a lot. I watch a lot of bad reality TV. So, like, you look in the mirror. (laughs) Maybe instead of judging everybody else, start making steps about the things we've been saying were your deficiencies for seven seasons now. Six seasons now. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about this road trip the boys go on. Let's. That's the main crux besides the McDonald's episode with Pat in episode six. The guys are on this road trip, and I think your husband, Dara, said it best. They're just not a, like, not a likable guy worth rooting for in this whole group of guys. Whitney, no. Craig, who are easily the two best, and then, of course, Shep and Austin. And by the way, somebody else is driving the Winnebago for them. Um, they're not even driving their own truck. They can't grill. Um, they're throwing hot dog wieners at each other. They're busting Craig's chops, which – not even funny, but also poor Craig's like, I'm going to cry. And he organized well, we've thing. been there. We've been there. We've done this. Mm-hmm. How many times do we have to see you beat down Craig? We get it. <laughs> it's just, it's the same storyline, I think, is what's more upsetting to me. Of course, I don't like to see anyone ganged up on. I'm always um, in favor of that person who's being ganged up on. But we, uh, what, what's more appalling is that they've run back this storyline we, we we've already seen it right Pick something else yeah <laughs> or spice it up and a little bit something and the, i just again i just don't have any tolerance because I, the way that shep and whitney gang up on him and i said to dan i'm like if he was of their financial stature or had their family money they wouldn't be ganging up on him like this. They just wouldn't. Right. Like, it's he's lesser than them. And they feel that, and then they bully him. And, and as it was, you know, and then just like, well, you're just busting balls. Like, no, no. We're, <laughs> we're over that. Time's up on that guy. We've moved on. Nobody cares about that anymore. Exactly. So just, I don't know. I don't like the vibe of it. Like, the whole vibe didn't sit well with me. Well, yeah, it's just like, are we really doing this again? It's mm-hmm. just too too much, too much. 
Yeah, and also it kind of makes Whitney in the moment unlikable or less likable, right? Because I think Whitney's – we all kind of like his antics, but that's not one of the antics we enjoy. And we've seen it and we don't like it. And then with Shep, I mean all I can think of, and I don't know how the rest of the season is going to end, but are they going to try to put him in like the literally the bad guy role so that people will watch and like hate watch to care about him? Because nobody like like nobody like watches him. Nobody watches him because they like him anymore. Um, so are they just going to try to go full heel and try to make him the new, yeah. the new bad boy, not bad boy. Like, Oh, he's so dreamy. Dylan McKay, but like, just, we hate this guy. Let's root against R-A-K. him. Yeah. R-A-K. Sorry, yeah. Luke, Luke Perry, you're the man. Mm. Anyway. Anyways. But I don't know. I mean, and that's like a big part of this episode. Like it's literally on the background right now on Bravo on the old mute button here at eight thirty nine on a Sunday night. And this episode's way too much of this camping trip, and it's not good. Right. No. I am semi-excited for next week where mm. uh, Craig is, like, hitting on girls, and then Chef keeps trying to sweep in. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I don't like about Chef. You're not a good friend. Like, right. You're, right. A, you're a crappy friend, and that's something I really take umbrage with. So, like, I just... <laughs> Just of all the things, like, on top of everything else, you're not even, like, a good bro. Like, no, he's a terrible bro. What? Yeah, you're a terrible bro. Why would anyone want to hang out with you? They really wouldn't. And and the thing is, he's walking up. I mean, again, all we've seen so far are the, pre, the previews. But he walks up, and he's like, Craig, what's your hook? What's your hook? Trying to basically he, – he can't even start the conversation with these ladies anymore. Yeah. So now he's right. trying to come in and, like – try to like interject himself and like his move is obviously to do that and also blow up Craig's spot explicitly while also implicitly blowing up his spot, like double whammy, which again, to your point, horrible friend. Right. <laughs> horrible friend. And to, um, Cindy, I don't know if you remember this boots on the ground from our other favorite podcast that we listened to the B sesh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. this was like, Years ago, but people, they do these live shows and people come up and give like hot tips, boots on the ground. Like I ran into, you know, chef at a bar. Yes, yes. And there was the the tip from this girl that hooked up with chef. Uh Uh-huh. Came up to the the microphone and was like, oh, his move is that he asked me if I wanted to see like screeners of their charm that hadn't come out yet. Uh So you're... An insane person. Oh, <laughs> like, hey, you want to see the latest episode? I got the director's cut. That's so weird. Right. And that he wasn't very, that he was a bit selfish. Yes. In, I remember in, that part. Yeah. Yes. He's yes. no Lothario. Yes. None, none of it's surprising, but just no. wanted to note it. Just wanted to make a note of that. Yes, yes. Well, so it's just not going good for Chevy. Yeah, not surprising. So let's get to Patricia in the in the Rolls Royce or the Bentley, actually. Let's get to the highway. Pulling up to the McDonald's drive-thru with Michael. And the best line, I'll, I'll let Cindy do it. I know she likes it. Oh, when he's ordering. Ordering the hamburger. says, no tomatoes. And the person says, it doesn't come with tomatoes. He's like, but we don't want any ketchup. And they're like, oh, well, you don't want ketchup? He goes, yes, ketchup is a tomato. <laughs> Schooled by Michael. It's become it's become um, like mean gold. I've seen it on several several Instagram feeds. Oh, has uh, it really already? Yeah, yeah. 
Also, how does everyone get like a drop down tray table in the back of seat of their car? I'm, clearly, I'm that. clearly, I have not been in a lot of Bentleys or ridden in the back seat or front seat or the trunk of Bentley. Yeah, but is that a feature? Maybe of the it's Bentley? a feature. I was thinking because I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, Pat thought everything. She's like, got a genius. tray table in the back seat of her of her car, and then I'm like, it's probably something that all the Bentleys have because people who have Bentleys tend to not always have to do their own driving. Correct. But I also like how, guys. How, sorry, go ahead. This is this is a great point, though. Why haven't they extended said feature to every other car? You know what would have been great on my road trip? Yeah. If yeah. Brady could eat a snack on a tray table and prop his iPad up. Just yep. saying. Yeah, so airplane style. I right? feel like at least in, a, in the minivan, they should have adopted this feature for sure. 100%. So, if anything, what we've learned from Southern Charm is that the car companies got to get on little airline style tray tables for people with regular cars and regular kids and regular families. Now that us regular folks know about it, we want it. We want it. We want it. This is what we want. Calling out the big three, the big two. And now that I think uh, Chrysler's owned by like Fiat. But anyway, if you make cars and you're listening, get on it. Design that. Einstein. Give the people what they want. Us us normies. Yeah. Want this. The poor's needed. The norms needed. You know, (laughs) come on. Come on, man. So anything else I've missed from episode six, Dara? Uh, no, I think that that was pretty much it. I don't even remember what the girls were doing in this episode. Was there any highlights? Cam, Cam interviewed an old lady nanny. Right. Did she go with yeah. her? No, yes. I forget. Yeah, again, okay. we're trying to... We're trying I think to... I drifted <laughs> off because it's like, again, not interested in this whatsoever. Also, really? You can't... Your mom's around. Like, yeah, why you is your mom... The, you gotta go the nanny route? Right. I mean, no disrespect, but like, it just seems some like. Well, it, it also seems like totally need it. they need something for her to do. Yeah. And they need somebody for her to film with. We've already seen her talk to her mother about a myriad of topics, all whining about the reproduction process and babies since season whatever. I mean, I can remember her crying about not wanting to have kids, referenced earlier tonight. <laughs> So they need yeah. a new lady who's not her mom for her to like have hijinks with with baby raising, you know, like <laughs> and to show yeah. Elvis on occasion and to show Elvis in the house. Do oh it. my God! Please tell me, Cindy, did you see her Instagram with National Wear Your Lily Day with Lily or with yes. Elvis in the Lily dress? Yes, yes. and uh, showed it to Gavin. See, that is the content I want. Yeah, in my life. Exactly. <laughs> More of Cam and Elvis. Forget the yes. baby. Yeah, if the baby can't <laughs> be on the show anyway, no one cares. <laughs> yes. Totally true. I also want to say, I know her storyline is so dead, but I do still enjoy her one-liners. Yes. And I really enjoy that when she saw Whitney at the pillow-making party or whatever, she was like, I really hope he gets contact sometime soon because I cannot look at him <laughs> seriously in those glasses anymore. <laughs> Yes, agreed. She's so good for a one-liner. Yeah, I love Cam. I just want her in there as like a narrator yeah. slash movie story line along, which is all that she, you know, that's all she's really good for. Um, yeah. Good, but like she's, that's what she's always been, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. that's fine. We'll just stick with that. That's yeah. Okay. yeah. Another one of her good yeah. one-liners in the episode, episode four, I think, was when they were at the treehouse and her and Chelsea said something about, should we have any wine before dinner? And, we don't want to get too drunk. And she says, speak for yourself, sister. I'm here to get tanked. <laughs> that was a good now, one. that I related to because I loved when Catherine dipped out at the 
and they were like, are we still going on this trip? And Cam was like, look, I got permission to get out of town. I'm going somewhere. And yeah. I was like, I really, really, really relate to that. Like, yeah. I love yeah, we need her to be like an yeah. uplifting that's kind of... That's the content we need. Yeah, that's the cam that yeah. everybody wants. That's where she excels. Yeah. That's where her real-world yeah. chops come in from back in the day. Like, totally. we got to get her on road trips. We got. That's why I suggested the Whitney vehicle, where her and Whitney just go places and, you know, be interesting with people. Like, Take the Bentley. Right. Have some meals in the backseat yeah, together. Yeah, pizzas in the back. Whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Come so, on. So, like we typically do at least once a year with this thing, we have to start giving out ideas to producers and... Whitney, if you're listening. Whitney, go do a show. Do a spin-off show with Cam. You both won't regret it, and neither will we. And get some contacts. And get some contacts, because that's going to be awkward for all of us. Also, one other, one other uh, idea that just came to me during the course of this podcast with the young neighbor of Naomi's season <laughs> 17 of Southern Charm, but could we get a Southern Charm junior? Like, oh. why can't we start oh. filming, like, the, the like, uh, like, a hills, ver- not yeah. the hills, like, yeah, like either the Laguna Beach or the hills of yeah. Southern Charm. You know what I mean? Like a like a late teens, early twenties. Yeah, you got the college of Charleston is right there. You got um, yes, eight thousand kids you can follow. Too many, too many resources. What are they getting into? Now yeah. that is interesting. There Definitely agreed. Also, I wouldn't mind just. This is a completely different one, but this is like for like Animal Planet or like Nature Channel. But oh what about the folks who are like always out fishing or like gator hunting or like, you know, maybe some folks who are down there who aren't, you know, at the high society level, but, you know, like Chelsea's dad's friends. What do they do? I bet they're super interesting. Yeah. Give Chelsea's dad a Like Chelsea's dad is the only man on the show that's ever had a backbone and he's only on like twice a season. So anyway. Uh, he's digress. the most attractive man on the show at this point. He might be. He's, he's like sixty-five like, years old, so it's kind of crazy. He, he's hot, but he's like a like like a like oh, a real man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I'm not hating on him. He's a very attractive man for his age, especially. So yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it there. We got six episodes down. Episode seven is involving Shep uh, C blocking Craig. In Nashville, I believe. Yep. So there hopefully will be some fireworks there. We still have Ashley coming up at some Ashley's, point. Ashley's, I mean, honestly, I hate to say it, but the, we really need a dose of Ashley because we yep. need a dose of crazy. Yep. Sure do. And uh, I was the staunchest op- opponent of her coming back just because I can't stand her, but we need her. Or yeah. America needs her just for some interestingness. So we'll keep persevering through. We, we It's our duty as a podcast organization, and <laughs> we like to do it. <laughs> Dara, anything else to, to plug or anything else we missed? I have nothing to plug. <laughs> I mean, you plugged the Hyatt, the Hyatt Chesapeake off the get the get go. So that was the plug. I just didn't know. That was my plug. Everyone go to the Hyatt Chesapeake, and if you're looking for a furnished apartment, feel free to stay in an Oakwood. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay in the Oakwood. Absolutely, unofficial sponsor of the week, Oakwood International. Nice. Incidentally, incidentally, did stay and. Cindy, I was in and out for like a hot minute, so I would have let you. I would have planned to have dinner with you, but um, I stayed at our apartments on two thirty four Newberry. And oh, nice! They were gorgeous and a great location. Just saying, people in Boston, if awesome. you need a furnished apartment, there you furnished go. apartments, Newberry That's a good Street. Plug. Can't beat Newberry Street. <laughs> That's a very good plug. And I also lived in a Noakwood building in Philadelphia several years ago, and I enjoyed my stay. So. <laughs> So that's that. I literally lived there for like two years. Anyway, uh, all right, Dara, stick around for a second. We will catch up. Filibuster Freestyle, Southern Charm. We're about halfway through season six. 
We're going to continue to chronicle this at least every three weeks at a time. And you know the reunion show will be good. And that's why we're, we're in this for the reunion show. So everybody stick with it. Dara, do you watch Big Little Lies, which happens to start in 10 minutes on the East Coast or no? I do, but I didn't see last week's because I was on vacation. So I have to catch up. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Super excited. Love it. Love, love, love all of it. Love every second. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, so yeah. Let's talk when you uh, see that. There's a very pivotal scene. There are a lot of good memes about it. Oh, nice. Mm, okay. Memeable. All right. Well, Dara, thanks for being on. Stick around for a second. Everybody else, filmusterfreestyle.com is where you can find us and subscribe, for goodness gracious sakes, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play now for you droid users. We're oh, on, we're on Google Play wow. Music. Fancy. Didn't realize I wasn't on it, but Crack Research Team has rectified that situation. So anyway, subscribe, leave a rating, tell some friends. Gosh darn it. Anyway, uh, everybody who's listening, thanks for listening, especially everybody over uh, internationally. We'll leave it at that. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Great laugh to end it.